Hello and welcome to the She's Busy AF podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Bordelon. I'm a former marketing agency owner turned marketing mentor. I'm a lover of all things tequila, travel, Taylor Swift, plants, and helping busy AF entrepreneurs kill the living heck out of their businesses. My podcast is filled with marketing and business knowledge to help you truly excel both personally and professionally in your entrepreneurial journey. You'll put down your phone after each episode and be infused with techniques and practices that allow you to work less in your business and more on your business so you can ultimately step back when you want and enjoy the sweet, sweet fruits of your blood, sweat, and tears-filled labor. So with that being said, open up your note app or your favorite notebook and let's jump on into the She's Busy AF podcast. Welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. We have another guest today, and I'm very, very excited to introduce Annie Kamen to all of you. She is a two-time entrepreneur, mama of three, obsessed dog mama, and she is on a mission to help fellow entrepreneurs learn about the power of a memorable client experience and what that can do for your business. I am super excited about this topic because as you probably already know, If you listen to my podcast, client experience is everything to me. It's how I built my former business. It's what I stress in my current business from thank you cards to personal outreach. I am so, so, so big on client experience. Never something I've skimmed on. So I'm really excited because Amy's going to provide some tips. She's going to provide some insight. We're really going to dive in on why client experience is something that you just can't look over, just like you wouldn't look over the legal side of your business. You wouldn't look over the marketing. You wouldn't look over the finances. You also should not look over client experience. So with that being said, hi, Annie. Thank you for joining the podcast today. Super excited. I know I say that. like I said that like six times now. I need to find better vocabulary. But truly, I am. I And excuse me, I am like recovering from being super sick. <laughs> so if I cough or have to break for water or sound like my voice is cracking even worse than it was before, that is why. <laughs> but I will do my best to keep it together. So anyways, tell us a little bit about you. How did you get into wanting to teach about client experience? I know your background with dog walking, but talk us through a little bit of like your experience and why you do what you do today. Sure. So I actually have another business that I started 10 years ago, which is a dog walking and pet sitting company. And The lessons that I have learned are plentiful from that business, but one of the most important lessons I learned from that business is the importance of a really solid client experience and the benefit that that can have for longevity in your business, the benefit that that can have for really high rates of client retention and client referrals. And basically that business runs off of those two things, referrals and retention. So when I came into the online business space, I had a really hard time thinking about what I wanted to specialize in. And eventually it just kind of naturally fell into my lap or my brain or whatever that I should be focusing on client experience. So that's how I got where I am. And I feel like now I'm sort of on this mission to bring the importance of client experience to the forefront because I don't think it's as discussed as it should be. And I think every single business needs to be focusing on their client experience. It's a fundamental part of any 
long-term successful business. And that's why I do what I do. Awesome. I love that. Just in case we have anyone here who's like, client experience. (laughs) What is that? CX, like, what is that word? Could you define it? Could you define what client experience really means? Yes. I think that there are so many different definitions of client experience. My personal definition of it is the perception that your clients have of you and your brand while they're working with you. So every client interaction, how your client is feeling about that interaction, and when they're done working with you, how they felt about the overall, their overall time with you. So you obviously want all of those interactions to be positive, to be supportive. And that to me is what a good client experience is. Yeah. And then with that, you mentioned referrals and retention. So can you explain what that means? So client retention is getting a client, acquiring a client, and then keeping that client. So having that client reinvest with you, buy new services or or new products from you, or if a client has a contract with you, then re-signing that, that contract or extending that contract with you. Just somebody who sticks with you until their client journey with you is over. And client referrals are, of course, when someone is no longer working with you, but then they become a marketer for you. So they tell other people who you are, why you're the best at what you do, why they should be working with you. That you would say that that is like a telltale sign that you have a good client experience. Absolutely. I think the best sign of an exceptional client experience is both having a client that stays with you and tells other people to work with you who cannot wait to tell other people to work with you because they're having such a great experience with you that they've decided to stay with you. I think that the ultimate is keeping a client and also having that client at the same time become one of your best marketers. Yeah, absolutely. So that kind of segues into like another question I have for you, which is, How have you personally seen both in your business and with other clients' businesses, other people's businesses that you've been able to help? How have you seen this impact client relationships and the growth of a business? And feel free to provide specific examples. Okay. So the best examples that I have are from my own business, my my dog walking business. I have most of my clients are retained clients. They've been with me for years. And obviously that business is set up to keep clients around for years and years. But and a lot of my clients are friends. I've developed those relationship with relationships with people enough that they genuinely care about me and I genuinely care about them. I have seen this with other people that I've worked for in the online space, that they have these really solid businesses that are built on amazing client relationships that they've built through these great client experiences. And they have these people who have become friends of theirs. I think, Lauren, you actually have those relationships with people that you've worked for or worked with and worked for probably. So I do think that the impact of a great client experience directly impacts the client relationships. And the stronger the client relationship the longer that person is going to be invested in you. And that overall leads to, I think, a more successful business in the long term. I totally agree. And you and I come from having another business before. You know, while you're still in yours, like my business has dissolved and changed. And but it is a huge basis on the programs I have today, what I do in the mentorship space. It has guided how I use my consulting services for my other clients. 
I know how important client experience is. I think this online space exploded back in March 2020 when people were losing their jobs or wanting to start a side hustle, whatever. I'm sure that's kind of around the time you came to the space as well. Yes, it was like 2018 I came into the space. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. No, you're a veteran. You are seasoned. Okay. So, but I'm sure you saw that big shift then. That's kind of around the time I entered the space. I sold my business in the summer of 2020 and discovered the online space. And I was like, whoa, I can like do something with this. How cool. Actually, I know this for a fact. I'm sure that it frustrates you to no end to see a lot of people out there not placing an emphasis on client experience. Walk me through how you can, A, how you can tell that a lot of people aren't placing an emphasis on this. What are those signs? And B, like what you want to see and what you feel like besides client experience, like what do you think a business owner should really be focusing on? My answer to this might be a little bit triggering for some people. And that's fine. (laughs) So I asked, I want to be triggered. (laughs) The telltale signs for me personally are somebody who is constantly launching something like and not in a way that's like I've established my business and I have all these great ideas and I just want to share them with the world and my audience and my current clients. It's somebody who has a sense of like, I have to sell these things because my income is not consistent enough for me to not be constantly selling something. It's the way that they sell. It's that like kind of bro-y, like, I need you to buy this, that sense of desperation. That to me says that person is not focusing on their client experience and they don't have people continuing to work with them. And so every time somebody's contract ends, they have to fill that spot with a new face. It's also people's content. I think when people are so focused on speaking to new people, that is a big sign to me that they don't have people sticking with them. And it's this is probably the thing that's going to get me in trouble, but it's when people are only focusing on the monetary gains of their clients as a measure of success. I know that that's important. And I know that obviously you start a business to make money. And so business owners want to focus on their clients' success in terms of their income. But When you're only focusing on the success of somebody in terms of their income, it's like, what kind of experience did that person have? Were you pushing them to do things your way? And so they worked really hard and they did everything you told them to, even if it didn't feel good to them. And maybe they had one good month, but then as soon as they weren't working with you anymore, they didn't make that money again. Like, There's no context behind those kind of tactics. Yeah. No, I cannot agree more about that. And that's definitely been, I think, a topic of conversation. I know I've talked about it recently. I think you've talked about it recently. I think a lot of people are talking about this. Unless you are a sales coach, Mm -hmm. it is not an ethical tactic to brag about the success of your clients in terms of money. Yes. For example, and then I want to get back because I had a two-part to that question and I know you haven't answered it yet. Mentorship and my multi-passionate business is a very new pillar for me. I've been a consultant. I've been a web designer. But mentorship is something that bring good time on Instagram is what most people know me for. When I broke into that, when I got into mentorship, I didn't hire a coach for a couple months. And I don't think that's the best way to go always. Like I just have a lot of foundational elements 
structure of having to how to build a business like I had that all down pat from like having a bigger business before this so I was like I want a coach to teach me how to be a mentor and everybody should I think everyone knows who she is Jen from Neat Marketing she used to kind of tap into those like sales tactics and she stopped and she's very she's very open about that she likes she's like I no longer want to brag about the success of my clients in terms of money and it's funny because I remember letting it kind of get me down in the beginning when she would talk about her clients and how they hit 40k cash months and it was a little discouraging to me because I was like well I'm not I'm not there yet and I just and in my mind I'm like that's not realistic for me and what I'm doing and the audience I'm building like I had this marketing know-all and business know-all to know that like these types of things take time building a client experience mm-hmm. and like being able to get to a place of having client retention takes time when you're launching a new business mm-hmm. So in my mind, I knew this was unrealistic. And I think that's why I get me down. But I see a lot of people letting them down. This type of marketing from coaches and mentors and other service providers, like it is totally unethical. And yeah. I never let that get me down. Well, now it's funny. Not funny in like a condescending way, but Jen recognizes this too. And she she's like shared my successes, but the successes are different than someone who's hit a 40k cash month. For me, yes. selling out my programs, even if they're $97 a piece, or you know, the fact that I've been able to pivot conversations in the online space to focus less on the money side of things. And so I just think it's it's funny that I think that the client experience is so much more than just what you provide your client. It's also how you speak about your business because people are looking at that. If you're yes. performing one way and saying something else online, like I've done it sometimes and I've even felt like, oh, my client's going to see this and they like they may not agree or they may be like, that's not true or whatever it may be. But you see, you see what I'm saying? Like it can get mm-hmm. kind of easy to market yourself that way. Yeah. And I think, I mean, look, the online space, and I think you know this just like having an an in-person business in the past, like it's a whole new ball game and you are literally up against thousands of other people who are doing something similar to you. And I think nobody gets into a business just to do it just for fun. Like obviously you want to make money. And I think for a while there, that was like the way that everyone was told. I mean, coaches, service providers, providers, their coaches and their service providers were told by at some point, like this is the measure of success. And I think that like I'm happy to see that the that the message is shifting into not just how much money you or your clients make, but like the the internal changes that people are having as a business owner. Like I think really important to highlight what is success? That's the other thing is like what is what is success? It means something so different to everyone. And for me personally, like business making money isn't the only thing that measures success. It's what's important to you. Is it more important to you to have time to spend with your kids or the people that you love or like taking vacations and not having to worry about it? Like what is your measure of success? And to me, that's where I think a little bit more of the focus should be is that some people only need to make like $2,000 a month. And if they hit that goal, then they're successful. And some people just want to get their message out there. And as long as they get their message out there and help some people, like that could be their measure of success. So I do think it's important that that conversation is shifting a little bit for sure. I feel like that was a little off topic, but. No, I don't don't think it was at all. That's actually something that I preached in like the last program I ran was 
let's first define what how you measure success because a like mindset's everything. Mm-hmm. If you don't get what you're what you're here for, if you're not achieving what you actually think success is, then you're going to feel unsuccessful. Because right. a lot of people just think success is money, but that's not it. Like it's money for a reason. It's money so that you can retire so your significant other. It's money so that you can sustain yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. It's there's so many there's so many different reasons why people go into business doing what they do. And and to be honest, I don't want to work with people who are like, well, I just want to make money. Right. Same. <laughs> and that's like that's kind of just how I run my business. I'm like, oh, you're ROI driven. Great. You have no impact or like purpose. So no. Okay, cool. I don't think we're gonna be a good fit. <laughs> yeah. So same because because to me, if you if the only thing you're focusing on is the ROI in terms of like, you know, I need to make this amount of money. Like that to me is a big red flag of you probably are not going to focus super hard on your client experience because you can make a crap ton of money, just like selling as much as you can to as many people as you can. And then that leads to a huge volume of people coming into your space And then how are you going to manage those people? How are you going to make sure that each one of those people are feeling supported? Like, how can you possibly do that? It is not possible for one human to give what they should be giving to their clients when they have like 60 clients in a quarter. Yeah, it kind of raises a red flag to me when I see like what you were saying about people launching over and over again. It's like, I see all those sticky notes you're putting up there. I see that some of those people are going into other programs and stuff, but like what's happening to those people who are falling off? How are you, how and why are you not able to retain them? Is it, and again, there's so much context. We don't know. Is it the program? Do they get what they need and they're moving on? Is it the way that the online space is shifting? Are people less receptive to programs now? Um, I have a hard time believing that nine times out of 10, it's the person running it. You know, like I'm sure that, some people, the way they operate, run and operate their businesses and their programs, the intention is to kind of get you in and out and on your way. Right. Um, and then maybe that's why they have to launch because they don't really have anything in place that's going to be sustainable to keep clients. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. These are all things that are just like moving and shifting and changing as the online space grows or shrinks or right. whatever it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's this enigma. What is it? What is this online space? I like go to tell people about it, like my consulting clients, and they're like, what? Okay. Sounds, sounds good, Lauren, as long as you're happy. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's a good segue into uh, like, what do you feel like besides client experience? Like if you had to pick three things, you're starting a business and you need to define three big things. Obviously client experience should be one of them, but what are, what are other two like really big things that you think a business owner needs to perfect? I think you need to get super clear on what you want to offer. And then maybe I'm in the minority here, but I think having a few things that you know you want to do, you know you want to teach or whatever it is that you do, whatever services you offer, really get clear on what they are and who they serve. So like for me and what I do, I don't want to have, and I don't frankly need to have this huge product suite that has like a million services in it. I'm pretty clear on what I want to offer and who it's going to serve and how it's going to serve them. So I think that is super important. And also getting clear on who your ideal client is, because if you don't know who that person is, you have no idea how 
you're going to reach them or how you're best going to serve them. And also you're going to get a bunch of people that are wanting to work with you that are not a good fit. And that's just going to cause resentment and it's going to cause bad feelings. And it's probably going to affect your client experience in the end. If you're working with people that you don't particularly want to work with or like. 100%. I couldn't have said it better. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Sure. Um, so let's kind of transition, right? Like we've talked a lot about client experience, why we like it, what's good about it, what people are neglecting in their businesses. A lot of my listeners are already in the thick of their businesses, right? It's like they they know what they're offering. They may be going through seasons of launching. They're service providers, not necessarily coaches or mentors. What would be your top three tips for them to assess? I would say like assessing is a good place to be right now in this conversation, but like assessing their client experience to take a step back and be like, whoa, is it right? Obviously we've got our telltale signs, right? Like if we're not able to retain clients, if we don't have the next step for them, sure. But what are some top three tips for them to assess their client experience and just really make sure it's a good one? So I think the first thing is to do a little self-audit of your client experience. So it's important to take a step back, ask questions, always, always ask feedback from your clients. That is the best way you are going to get a bird's eye view of your client experience and how your clients perceive it. So take a step back, ask some questions. If you want to do a feedback form, if you want to have a conversation with a client or two, just to see how things are, you should be asking for feedback anyway. But if you don't, definitely do that. And that should give you a good idea of where you're at with your client experience. Also take a look at your systems. I think systems is super important. Make sure all your systems are up to date, make sure they're efficient, make sure that they're as streamlined as they can be. You have an onboarding process, make sure that your client is not having to do much in that onboarding process. Effortlessness for your client is the way to go for sure. And then also look at my big things, look at your boundaries because boundaries are directly related to a better client experience and they help protect your energy and they give your clients a really good idea of what to expect working with you. So take a look at your boundaries. Think about how, you know, your clients are listening to your boundaries, paying attention to your boundaries and do a little audit of those as well. Those are the top three things I would say overall audit of communications with your client, feedback, the systems, and the boundaries. Awesome. And then, yeah, from there, obviously, if they feel like it's not in a good place in some of those things, that's a telltale sign, telltale sign to fix some of them. And that would be a really great step for <laughs> enhancing their client experience, I would assume. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining today. Seriously, this has been an amazing conversation, um, even though what listeners aren't going to see is that we just had like 30 minutes of horrible tech issues as I lost internet halfway through the recording. Super fun. Love it. Um, yes, it was exciting. It's all <laughs> Annie is incredibly patient. I could not say enough nice things about having you on as a guest. Thank you so much for like not wanting to throw or not visibly throwing the computer like I wanted to do because I'm sitting here with my head in my hands like why, why is this my life why is this my life but th- seriously thank you so much you are absolutely incredible and now I just want you to tell my listeners how can they find you how can they work with you how can they enhance their client experience with your help so 
first of all, thank you for having me. And I totally understand tech issues. And I appreciate that you were as patient as I was, or at least it seemed. Right now, you can find me on Instagram at Annie underscore Kamen, C-A-M-I-N. And that's where I give most of my information about client experience and where I am most active. Right now, if you know that you need help with client experience, you want to chat about your client experience, I do have strategy sessions. They're 90 minutes long. We can go dive into any topic of your choosing about your client experience. Or if you are like ready to really dive deep into your client experience and build it, if you have a new program that you're launching and you want to make the client experience the best that it can be, I do offer VIP days. So those are the best two ways to work with me to enhance, build, tweak, whatever you want to call it with your client experience. Amazing. I will make sure I include that information as well as your Instagram in the show notes so people can find you. And yeah, thank you so, so much for being on today. And I will obviously see you on Instagram. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of She's Busy AF. We will see you on the next one. 